Chapters 52 to 55, Book 10, Volume 2 of Le Mort d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Le Mort d'Arthur, Volume 2 by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter 52. Then La Bilisud and Sir Tristram took their vessel and came by water into this land. And so they were not in this land four days, but there came a cry of a jousts and tournament that King Arthur let make. When Sir Tristram heard tell of that tournament, he disguised himself and La Bilisud and rode unto that tournament. And when he came there, he saw many knights joust and tourney. And so Sir Tristram dressed him to the range and to make short conclusion he overthrew forty knights of the round table when sir launcelot saw these knights thus overthrown sir launcelot dressed him to sir tristram that saw la bilisud how sir launcelot was come into the field then la bilisud sent unto sir launcelot a ring and bade him wit that it was sir tristram de lioness when sir launcelot understood that there was sir tristram he was full glad and would not just then sir launcelot espied whither sir tristram yede and after him he rode and then either made of other great joy and so sir launcelot brought sir tristram and la bilisud unto joyous guard that was his own castle that he had won with his own hands and there sir launcelot put them in to wield for their own and wit ye well that castle was garnished and furnished for a king and a queen royal there to have sojourned and sir launcelot charged all his people to honour them and love them as they would do himself so sir launcelot departed unto king arthur and then he told queen guinevere how he that jousted so well at the last tournament was sir tristram and there he told her now he had with him la bilisud mog king mark and so queen guinevere told all this unto king arthur when king arthur wist that sir tristram was escaped and come from king mark and had brought la bilisud with him then was he passing glad so because of sir tristram king arthur let make a cry that on may day should be a jousts before the castle of lonatzip and that castle was fast by joyous guard and thus arthur devised that all the knights of this land and of cornwall and of north wales should joust against all these countries ireland scotland and the remnant of wales and the country of gore and surluce and of listinois and they of northumberland and all they that held lands of arthur on this half the sea when this cry was made, many knights were glad, and many were unglad. Sir, said Launcelot unto Arthur, by this cry that ye have made, ye will put us that be about you in great jeopardy, for there be many knights that have great envy to us. Therefore, when we shall meet at the day of justs, there will be hard shift among us. As for that, said Arthur, I care not there shall we prove who shall be best of his hands so when sir launcelot understood wherefore king arthur made this jousting then he made such purveyance that la bilisud should behold the jousts in a secret place that was honest for her estate 
Now turn we unto Sir Tristram and to La Beale Isoud, how they made great joy daily together with all manner of mirth that they could devise, and every day Sir Tristram would go ride a-hunting, for Sir Tristram was that time called the best chaser of the world, and the noblest blower of horn of all manner of measures. For, as books report, of Sir Tristram came all the good terms of venery and hunting, and all the sizes of measures of blowing of an horn, and of him we had first all the terms of hawking, and which were beasts of chase, and beasts of venery, and which were vermins, and all the blasts that long to all manner of games, first to the uncoupling, to the seeking, to the rechet, to the flight, to the death, and to strike, and many other blasts and terms, that all manners of gentlemen have cause to the world's end to praise Sir Tristram, and to pray for his soul. Chapter 53 So on a day La Bilisud said unto Sir Tristram, I marvel me much, said she, that ye remember not yourself how ye be here in a strange country, and here be many perilous knights, and well ye wot that King Mark is full of treason, and that ye will ride thus to chase and to hunt unarmed, ye may be destroyed. My fair lady, and my love, I cry you mercy, I will no more do so. So then Sir Tristram rode daily a-hunting armed, and his men bearing his shield and his spear. So on a day a little afore the month of May, Sir Tristram chased an hart passing eagerly, and so the hart passed by a farewell. And then Sir Tristram alighted, and put off his helm to drink of that bubbly water. Right so he heard and saw the questing beast come to the well. When Sir Tristram saw that beast, he put on his helm, for he deemed he should hear of Sir Palomides, for that beast was his quest. Right so Sir Tristram saw where came a knight armed upon a noble courser, and he saluted him, and they spake of many things, and this knight's name was Breus Sans Pity, and right so withal there came unto them the noble knight Sir Palomides, and either saluted other, and spake fair to other. Fair knights, said Sir Palomides, I can tell you tidings. What is that? said those knights. Sirs, wit ye well that King Mark is put in prison by his own knights, and all was for love of Sir Tristram. For King Mark had put Sir Tristram twice in prison, and once Sir Percival delivered the noble knight Sir Tristram out of prison, and at the last time Queen La Bilisud delivered him, and went clearly away with him into this realm, and all this while King Mark the false traitor is in prison. Is this truth? said Palomides. Then shall we hastily hear of Sir Tristram. And as for to say that I love La Bilisud Paramours, I dare make good that I do, and that she hath my service above all other ladies, and shall have the term of my life. And right so, as they stood talking, they saw afore them where came a knight all armed on a great horse, and one of his men bare his shield, and the other his spear. And anon as that knight espied them, he got his shield and his spear, and dressed him to joust. Fair fellows, said Sir Tristram, yonder is a knight will joust with us. Let's see which of us shall encounter with him. 
for I see well he is of the court of King Arthur. It shall not be long, or he be met withal, said Sir Palomides, for I found never no knight in my quest of this glasting beast, but an he would just, I never refused him. As well may I, said Breus Saint Petit, follow that beast as ye. Then shall ye do battle with me, said Palomides. So Sir Palomides dressed him unto that other knight. Sir Bleobris, that was a full noble knight, nigh kin unto Sir Launcelot, and so they met so hard that Sir Palomides fell to the earth, horse and all. Then Sir Bleobris cried aloud, and said thus, Make thee ready, thou false traitor knight. Breus sans pitié, for wit thou, certainly I will have ado with thee to the utterance for the noble knights and ladies that thou hast falsely betrayed. When this false knight and traitor, Breus sans pitié, heard him say so, he took his horse by the bridle and fled his way as fast as ever his horse might run, for sore he was of him affaired. When Sir Bleobris saw him flee, he followed fast after, through thick and through thin and by fortune as sir breus fled he saw even afore him three knights of the table round of which the one hight sir hector de maris the other hight sir percivale de galis the third hight sir harry le fils lake a good knight and a hardy and as for sir percivale he was called that time of his time one of the best knights of the world and the best assured when Breus saw these knights, he rode straight unto them, and cried unto them, and prayed them for rescues. What need have ye? said Sir Ector. Ah, fair knights, said Sir Breus, here followeth me the most traitor knight, and most coward, and most villainy. His name is Breus sans pitié, and if he may get me, he will slay me without mercy and pity. Abide with us, said Sir Percivale, and we shall warrant you. Then were they ware of Sir Bleobris that came riding all that he might. Then Sir Ector put himself forth to joust afore them all. When Sir Bleobris saw that they were four knights, and he but himself, he stood in a doubt whether he would turn or hold his way. Then he said to himself, I am a knight of the table round, and rather than I should shame mine oath and my blood, I will hold my way whatever fall thereof. And then Sir Ector dressed his spear, and smote either other passing sore, but Sir Ector fell to the earth. That saw Sir Percivale, and he dressed his horse toward him, all that he might drive. But Sir Percivale had such a stroke, that horse and man fell to the earth. When Sir Harry saw that they were both to the earth, then he said to himself, Never was Breus of such prowess. So Sir Harry dressed his horse, and they met together so strongly that both the horses and knights fell to the earth, but Sir Bleobris' horse began to recover again. That saw Breus, and he came hurtling and smote him over and over, and would have slain him as he lay on the ground. Then Sir Harry Luffy's lake arose lightly, and took the bridle of Sir Breus's horse, and said, Fie for shame! strike never a knight when he is at the earth for this knight may be called no shameful knight of his deeds for yet as men may see there as he lieth on the ground he hath done worshipfully and put to the worse passing good knights therefore will i not let said sir breus thou shalt not choose said sir harry as at this time 
Then when Sir Breuse saw that he might not choose, nor have his will, he spake fair. Then Sir Harry let him go, and then anon he made his horse to run over Sir Bleoberis, and rashed him to the earth like if he would have slain him. When Sir Harry saw him do so villainously, he cried, Traitor knight, leave off for shame. And as Sir Harry would have taken his horse to fight with Sir Breuse, then Sir Breuse ran upon him as he was half upon his horse, and smote him down horse and man to the earth, and had near slain Sir Harry, the good knight. That saw Sir Percivale, and then he cried, Traitor knight, what dost thou? And when Sir Percivale was upon his horse, Sir Breuse took his horse and fled, all that ever he might. And Sir Percivale and Sir Harry followed after him fast, but ever the longer they chased, the farther were they behind. Then they turned again, and came to Sir Ector de Maris, and to Sir Bleobris. Ah, fair knight, said Bleobris, why have ye succoured that false knight and traitor? Why, said Sir Harry, what knight is he? For well I wot it is a false knight, said Sir Harry, and a coward and a felonious knight. Sir, said Bleobris, he is the most cowed knight, and a devourer of ladies, and destroyer of good knights, and especially of arters. What is your name? said Sir Ector. My name is Sir Bleobris de Ganis. Alas, fair cousin, said Ector, forgive it me, for I am Sir Ector de Maris. Then Sir Percivale and Sir Harry made great joy that they met with Bleobris. But all they were heavy that Sir Breuse was escaped them, whereof they made great dole. Chapter 54 Right so as they stood thus, there came Sir Palomides. And when he saw the shield of Bleobris lie on the earth, then said Palomides, He that oweth that shield, let him dress him to me, for he smote me down here fast by a fountain, and therefore I will fight for him on foot. I am ready, said Bleobris, here to answer thee, for wit thou well, sir knight, it was I, and my name is Bleobris de Ganis. Well art thou met, said Palomides, and wit thou well, my name is Palomides the Saracen, and either of them hated other to the death. Sir Palomides, said Ector, wit thou well, there is neither thou nor none knight that beareth the life that slayeth any of our blood, but he shall die for it. Therefore, an thou list to fight, go seek Sir Launcelot or Sir Tristram, and there shall ye find your match. With them have I met, said Palomides, but I had never no worship of them. Was there never no manner of knights, said Sir Ector, but they that ever matched with you? yes said palomides there was the third a good knight as any of them and of his age he was the best that ever i found for an he might have lived till he had been an hardier man there lived no knight now such and his name was sir lamorak de Gaelis. and as he had jousted at a tournament there he overthrew me and thirty knights more and there he won the degree and at his departing there met him Sir Gawaine and his brethren, and with great pain they slew him feloniously unto all good knights great damage. Anon as Sir Percivale heard that his brother was dead, Sir Lamorak, he fell over his horse's mane, swooning, and there he made the greatest dole that ever made knight. And when Sir Percivale arose, he said, 
Alas, my good and noble brother, Sir Lamorak, now shall we never meet, and I trow in all the wide world a man may not find such a knight as he was of his age. And it is too much to suffer the death of our father, King Pellinore, and now the death of our good brother, Sir Lamorak. Then in the meanwhile there came a varlet from the court of King Arthur, and told them of the great tournament that should be at Lonazep, and how these lands, Cornwall and North Galleys, should be against all them that would come. Chapter 55 Now turn we unto Sir Tristram, that is, he rode a-hunting he met with Sir Dinadan, that was come into that country to seek Sir Tristram. Then Sir Dinadan told Sir Tristram his name, but Sir Tristram would not tell him his name, wherefore Sir Dinadan was wroth. For such a foolish knight as ye are, said Sir Dinadan, I saw but late this day, lying by a well, and he fared as he slept, and there he lay like a fool grinning, and would not speak, and his shield lay by him, and his horse stood by him, and well I wot he was a lover, ah fair sir said sir tristram are ye not a lover mary fie on that craft said sir dinadan that is evil said said sir tristram for a knight might never be of provost but if he be a lover it is well said said sir dinadan now tell me your name sith ye be a lover or else i shall do battle with you as for that said sir tristram it is no reason to fight with me, but I tell you my name. And as for that, my name shall ye not wit as at this time. Fie or shame, said Dinadan, art thou a knight, and durst not tell thy name to me? Therefore I will fight with thee. As for that, said Sir Tristram, I will be advised, for I will not do battle, but if me list. And if I do battle, said Sir Tristram, ye are not able to withstand me. Fie on thee, coward, said Sir Dinadan. And thus they hoped still, they saw a knight come riding against them. Lo, said Sir Tristram, see where cometh a knight riding, we'll just with you. And known as Sir Dinadan beheld him, he said, That is the same doted knight that I saw lie by the well neither sleeping nor waking well said sir tristram i know that knight well with a covered shield of azure he is the king's son of northumberland his name is epinegris and he is a great lover as i know and he loves the king's daughter of wales a full fair lady and now i suppose said sir tristram and ye require him he will joust with you and then shall ye prove whether a lover be a better knight, or ye that will not love no lady. Well, said Dinadan, now shalt thou see what I shall do. Therewithal Sir Dinadan spake on high, and said, Sir knight, make thee ready to joust with me, for it is the custom of errant knights one to joust with other. Sir, said Epinegris, is that the rule of you errant knights, for to make a knight to joust? will he or nil as for that said dinadan make thee ready for here is for me and therewithal they spurred their horses and met together so hard that epinegris smote down sir dinadan then sir tristram rode to sir dinadan and said 
How now meseemeth the lover hast well sped? Fie on thee, coward, said Sir Dinadan, and if thou be a good knight, revenge me. Nay, said Sir Tristram, I will not just as at this time, but take your horse and let us go hence. God defend me, said Sir Dinadan, from thy fellowship, for I never sped well since I met with thee, and so they departed. Well, said Sir Tristram, peradventure I could tell you tidings of Sir Tristram. God defend me, said Dinadan, from thy fellowship, for Sir Tristram were mickle the worse, and he were in thy company, and then they departed. Sir, said Sir Tristram, yet it may happen I shall meet with you in other places. So rode Sir Tristram unto Joyous Guard, and there he heard in that town great noise and cry. What is this noise? said Sir Tristram. Sir, said they, here is a knight of this castle that hath been long among us, and right now he is slain with two knights, and for none other cause but our knight said that Sir Launcelot were a better knight than Sir Gawain. That was a simple cause, said Sir Tristram, for to slay a good knight, for to say well by his master. That is little remedy to us, said the men of the town. For an Sir Launcelot had been here, soon we should have been revenged upon the false knights. When Sir Tristram heard them say so, he sent for his shield and for his spear, and lightly within a while he had overtaken them, and bade them turn and amend that they had misdone. What amends wouldst thou have? said the one knight, and therewith they took their course, and either met other so hard, that Sir Tristram smote down that knight over his horse's tail. Then the other knight dressed him to Sir Tristram, and in the same wise he served the other knight. And then they got off their horses as well as they might, and dressed their shields and swords to do their battle to the utterance. Knights, said Sir Tristram, ye shall tell me of whence ye are, and what be your names. For such men ye might be, ye should hard escape my hands, and ye might be such men of such a country, that for all your evil deeds ye should pass quit. Wit thou well, Sir Knight, said they, we fear not to tell thee our names, for my name is Sir Agravaine, and my name is Caheris, brethren unto the good knight Sir Gawaine, and we be nephews unto King Arthur. Well, said Sir Tristram, for King Arthur's sake I shall let you pass as at this time. But it is shame, said Sir Tristram, that Sir Gawain and ye become of so great a blood that ye four brethren are so named as ye be, for ye be called the greatest destroyers and murderers of good knights that be now in this realm. For it is but, as I heard say, that Sir Gawain and ye slew among you a better knight than ever ye were. That was the noble knight Sir Lamorak de Gelis. And it had pleased God, said Sir Tristram, I would I had been by Sir Lamorak at his death. Then shouldst thou have gone the same way, said Sir Gaheris. Fair knight, said Sir Tristram, there must have been many more knights than ye are. And therewithal Sir Tristram departed from them toward Joyous Guard. And when he was departed, they took their horses, and the one said to the other, We will overtake him, and be revenged upon him in the despite of Sir Lamorak.
End of Book Ten, Chapters fifty two to fifty five. Read by Lars Rolander.